Time. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Brother Show. It is Monday. It is Monday all day long, and I want to say wow at the outrage. There's so much outrage in the world today, and we're going to get into some of that. Um, tales of outrage. What What first? Hey, I know what I was thinking about this morning. Brandon, uh, answer this question for me, buddy. Um, trad wife. That's, that's a traditional wife, right? Correct. That's correct. what that phrase means. Yes, in the online world, that's uh, that's the that's okay. phrasing. I, I keep seeing that. It's more and more as that's getting tossed around. I'm seeing like a big thing with that. Is that like a? Uh, it's become this this kind of online movement. I guess it's it's the female version of like the manosphere red pill movement. Yeah, I I would say most of it is LARPing. The best <laughs> description I've found for it is it's only fans with clothes on. Okay. All yeah. right. So, so basically, these girls are getting in their uh, um, in their dresses, their calico, and their aprons, and they're baking a pie, and they're posting pictures with it. Correct. And, and saying, lot, "I'm ready for my man to come home." Yeah, and a lot of them are not actually married. <laughs> most of them, from what I see, are not. Yeah, and most of what I see is it tends to just be a nice medium to. Uh, attack other women yeah i i kind of you know it's it's kind of an anti-feminist feminist thing yeah it's but, a, it's kind of corny to yeah. me to be honest well i mean i see a lot of these girls out there wearing their um you know little house on the prairie dresses and they're holding little baby chickens and they're saying they're learning about how to grow food and they've got a really good manicure i know that yeah i mean look most of them are hot i yeah. doubt any of them can cook yeah and don't get me wrong I've been this. I mean, I'm just catching up with the lingo because I've been saying this for a long time that traditional values and roles aren't a bad thing for society. You know, women want to be protected. They want to be nurtured. They want to be taken care of. They want something provided for them. They want to be able to nurture and provide and protect themselves. Uh, they want to be able to do that themselves uh, for, you know, the man in their life and their children. And there's uh, there's something to be said for traditional values and roles. I'm just it's interesting that this is a trend, though. I like I'm. It's fascinating that, and when I say a trend, I mean people who have never been married and have never had children and seemingly have all the damn answers. <laughs> so, so get get back to me on that, um, uh, on how that works out. I, if it's a return to traditional values and roles uh, within within marriage and in relationships and in between men and women, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. We'll see how this thing plays out, but it's interesting to do that. Um, I, I was just thinking about that this morning because I'm watching all of these, you know, I, I watch these reels and, and every now and then, you know, your reels kind of, they tell you that the algorithms kind of pick out what they think you want to see. And so I see a lot of talking heads, you know, I hear people with their opinions on stuff. And, and I was watching one this morning that really triggered some thought in me about how uh, women really do want men to be men. And they've labeled that as toxicity, toxic masculinity. That's that's a made up thing that that term, that phrase, toxic masculinity came from uh, the criminal justice system that wanted to describe why, you know, men in prison did certain things, you know, decided to create a, a, a shiv and start stabbing people because somebody walked across their turf or whatever. And this, so they called it toxic masculinity. And now they've carried that over into society to try to say anytime a man is masculine or does anything, you know, that, that exudes any form of testosterone. 
Me must be a toxic male. Uh, there's no such thing as toxic masculinity. There's just masculinity, and then there's toxic people. Okay, sometimes people are toxic. It, it doesn't have anything to do with necessarily the hormones that are running through your body. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I see this, and I think women do want men to be men, Brandon. I think women want men to be men. They want to be protected. They they want men to be strong. You know. I say that to a guy wearing a Kangol hat. I don't know. Wearing an Adidas. <laughs> I'm wearing the L.A. version of the cowboy hat. You are. That's uh, yeah. that's like a little, uh, um, I don't know what to call that. I, but, yeah. Look, I am who I am. LL Cool J. The <laughs> fact that you are confident in who you are, there's something very appealing about that, Brandon. Yeah, I ain't going to change. I'm not, I can't wear the cowboy hat. I look no. stupid. No, hell, I don't even want to wear it most of the time. I'm kicking it back old school today, baby. I got a button up. I got pants on. I got boots. It's Monday. We're coming in looking hat. good. Let's go. Um, you ever notice, though, but, but you know, they're like, oh, men just think they're superior to women. No, no, it's not that. It's just that men do different things than women do. You know, you walk outside, you look at a city, and you, and you go, oh, men built that. Men built that. Um, there's nothing toxic about saying that when, when you look at what happens when, whenever a guy walks up to a girl in a bar or whatever, and he says, Hey, you know, let me buy you a drink. And she's like, what does she say? I have a boyfriend. I have a husband. Why are you manufacturing a man to protect you? Isn't that something? Isn't that interesting? It's a fair they, point. Women do that. They, they, if they don't have a boyfriend, they'll manufacture a man because they know that a man protects you from another man. And so they'll manufacture that in order to create a scenario whereby they don't have to deal with this guy. And so that, that's always interesting to me, that, that stuff like that happens. And then people say, oh, well, there's no difference between women and men. Yeah, there is. And I don't mind, I don't mind what you think about my opinion on that. Now, that being said, that being said, sometimes you have men who really should step up and be men and be leaders, and they just don't do it. Case in point, Joe Biden. The leader, quote, of the free world, Joe Biden. Now, I don't know what to make yet of this Maui fire, okay? I, I don't, <laughs> you know, I've always said that when tragedy happens, it's hard when you're a comedian because you have the jokes written that day. But it's also when you're a little bit of a conspiracy theorist and you're sick of the mainstream media not telling you the full story. You also hate the fact that the day the tragedy happens, you've got the conspiracies going in your head as well. And I've got some conspiracies going, Brandon. Oh, I got a lot, too. Bro, let's talk about it. Because, okay, now, now I, I, here's, here's my mindset towards Maui. You see the horrific images and the videos coming out, and it's just, I've heard from so many people who are residents there they're from there they just got back from being there they were there the week before the fire happened so many of my friends i mean i was like wow so many people with this connection to maui i had no idea and maui is a paradise now again i don't think it's any secret it is liberal run um and it's a liberal state it's a blue state but again that doesn't take away from the tragedy that doesn't that's not to read any in, insinuation into what happened this is a tragedy um, there's, there's well over a hundred, uh, identified dead. There are th over a thousand missing. This is a tragedy. You don't polit you don't want to politicize a tragedy, but at the same time, I'm going, 
What is happening here? Because we don't know what caused the fire. We don't know what started. But what we do know, and again, I tell you where conspiracy comes from, is whenever they tell you just enough and then they leave a vacuum and then we rush into the vacuum to find out what other information there is. We know that this is property and land that has they've been after this land, you know, big business and corporate America and all these, you know, power elites have been after this to develop it and commercialize it in a bigger way than they have, you know, in a long time. There's a lot of history there. Um, and then you go, well, <laughs> in 15 years, what's that place going to look like? It's going to look like South Beach, Miami. I mean, you just can't, you just can't say it's not. It is. Because the people who are going to come in with the money and they're going to rebuild it and it's going to be commercialized to the hill. I've already seen people on Twitter saying they're getting offers from big companies reaching out saying we'll buy the land as it is. Yeah. People whose houses have burned down immediately getting calls. <laughs> yeah, there's some weird stuff going on. There is. And you have people there. You have indigenous people. They've been after that land. They've been after that property for a long time. And they're all testifying to that saying we've pushed back. You know, we've we've dug in. We we stood our ground against this and then boom now it's it's you know it burns down and and there's this tragic loss of life and you hate to think that uh that anything nefarious like that would be going on to the point where you're after land and you're willing to sacrifice so many lives but the president steps up and says okay well, we're going to give them whatever resources well he gave them he allotted 12 billion um now this is the same time where he gave another 25 billion to Ukraine. This is where I start to get a little irritated and pissed off because you get so focused on illegals in New York City and you know the governor of Massachusetts telling citizens of Massachusetts to open up their homes to illegals and then in places like New York City they're telling you know resort and, and hotel owners to open up their rooms to these quote migrants. And you see where the money flows into and you see where the attention is given, whether it's Ukraine, whether it's illegal invasions. And yet the state of Hawaii is in a tragic crisis and he blows 12 billion out of his nose, supposedly. And then when asked about it while he's on vacation again at Rehoboth Beach in Delaware, this is what he has to say. Play clip number one. Will you come talk about the Hawaii response, Mr. President? You don't say no comment to that question. You, you come over, and if all you can do is offer condolences, that's what you do. You, you don't have to have all the answers. You're the president of the United States, and one of those United States has been on fire. You at least offer some condolences. You give some thoughts. You give some prayers. You know, a, a nice sentiment towards what's happened here. So I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to not get pissed off at this, but I, I think I'm pretty pissed off because, again, it's about the outrage, right? It's, it's about looking at this thing and saying there's a right and a wrong way to do things. And this guy just consistently gets it wrong. No, I'm not saying that Joe Biden needs to jump on Air Force One and fly to Maui. If anything, we've learned this. He'd be in the way. 
when when you have when when you have cadaver dogs that are looking for bodies, you're trying to identify remains. The last thing you need on an island is a traffic jam from a presidential motorcade. I, I don't expect him to do that. You know, may, maybe he can go to another one of the islands or something and just say I'm cl- nearby and close. But going on vacation to Rehoboth Beach is just a bad look to me. It's a bad look. Especially when you're the guy that's been on vacation more than any sitting president at this place in his presidency in the history of America. And then they ask you, do you have anything that you can say about this? No comment. Well, I'll tell you why he has no comment. Because he doesn't have any note cards. There's no note cards, therefore there's no comment. There's nobody there to tell him what to say. There's no earpiece, there's no teleprompter. This guy is a potato. He has nothing to give the American people because there's no, there's no thought there. Much less compassion much less caring about the, the plight of the Hawaiian people in the middle of this. No, he, does, he doesn't care about that. He doesn't care about that. He's on to the next. So I've seen a lot of interesting memes and tweets out there that have said, you know, hey, maybe if some, you know, a billionaire oligarch from Maui could give Hunter Biden some money, then maybe that would prompt Joe Biden to give a better response towards what's happening there in, in, uh, in the Hawaiian Islands. But again, I think that we're expecting too much from this guy at this point. Uh, We're not done with the outrage. I got some more stuff I want to get into. It's amazing how people spin things. Amazing how people spin things. Hey, you got to clean your guns. It is part of being a responsible gun owner. It can be a dirty job, especially when you got a lot of guns and you kind of put off cleaning them for a little while. You can use the patch, but it's messy. You can use the rope uh, bore snake, but that's got a two-color pattern in it, which a lot of times hides the dirt. You don't know if your barrel's clean or not. So I like using Barrel Buddy. They are kind of just a really cool thing that does it all. So Barrel Buddy compresses to fill the interior of your gun's barrel. It will clean the rifling grooves. It will come in seven different sizes to match any caliber firearm you own. It's composed of polymers that don't leave behind residual particles, so it's safer as well. It cleans by scrubbing and collecting uh, all of the dirt and the goo in there, and then it absorbs the remaining residue, and it'll even buff the interior surface of your rifle clean. So you can lubricate your firearm as well while you're cleaning it. So cleaning your gun is an important part of being a responsible gun owner and Barrel Buddy is a totally new concept. It's a safer concept and it's a better way to take care of your firearm. So get some today. I promise you, you're going to love them. So I want you to go over to BarrelBuddy.com today. That's BarrelBuddy.com and we'll be right back. Brandon, I don't know if you saw it or not. I, I, don't, I don't know enough. I probably shouldn't say enough about this. Th- I shouldn't say anything about this, but I'm going <laughs> to. Because I like to just, you know, charge in where angels fear to tread. I don't know if you guys saw that interview with um, Dennis Prager. And uh, he, they were talking about not child pornography, but animated child pornography. And he was talking, the topic was about masturbation to animation involving children Uh and prager said there's nothing wrong with fantasy you can't judge a person by fantasy you judge them by actions can't judge them by and i'm like am i listening to dennis prager say these words yeah that's a weird take it's a weird take in fact he he doubles down on it and it's a 48 minute interview and uh i think prager's on with charlie kirk today and i I think charlie was going to press him on some of this stuff i don't know I uh, hope he does, because that's something you need to recant and repent real fast. 
Yeah. You need to rethink that one real fast because his argument was animation's not hurting anybody. Uh, yeah, it is. It hurts the animator and the masturbator. Also, I, I think mean, it's, it's feeding your mind with some very evil things, whether it's animation or not. And it's a significantly weirder thing to jerk off to. Let's just be honest about yeah. that. Yeah. Cartoons, regardless of context, that's a weird thing to be. That's a weird thing to be aroused. By. Cranking one out to, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, the I think it's called lolly porn, something like that. Yeah, it's disturbing. But like, I feel the same way about like the show Euphoria. Like the simulated sex scenes between teenagers. Yeah, I get that technically they aren't underage, but that is just yeah, no, no. underage it's, softcore it's, porn. I always find it weird that. They're, like, allowed to do that? Yeah. Um, Victor Marks has a good bit on that. Uh, his Instagram account is at Victor Marks, M-A-R-X. Um, he's got quite a bit on that thing. It's where I saw the clip, and I'm like, I am not hearing this come out of Dennis Prager's mouth. I'd like to know how he got there, unless he's making it some weird First Amendment issue, but... Well, I mean, his point was getting into the spiritualizing of it was that you can't judge a person on their thoughts. You have to judge them on their actions. Well, but um, ideas have consequences, Dennis. And yeah, wouldn't they be seeking that out? So wouldn't that be the action? It's that, one thing to think about action. it. Yeah. And by, by partaking in that, you're actually funding more of that. Um, you, you are promoting an industry there. So that brings me to another thing, which again, the, the, I, listen, I'll call it out. I, I don't care what side you're on. All I'm asking for is clarity here. I, 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 wanna, I want you to rethink, repent, recant, and, and you, you got to write that ship, okay? Um, I, I've discovered that in this day and age, in this world of social media, with this platform, whatever, I ain't making any damn friends. I pretty much know everybody I'm going to know at this point. Uh, nobody's beating down my door to get to know me better. Uh, I, you know, I get to go out there and make jokes for a living and have fun with live audiences, which I, I did t a couple times this weekend. Uh, Amarillo, Waco, and, and um, Georgetown, and I'll be doing it again in, in um, La Jolla Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of this week out in California. And, and you know, I, I get to have fun for a living. I do. But one of the things that, that I do, and, and sometimes I wish that, you know, you, you look at it and you say, boy, I wish I could just go back 10 years and just decide I'm going to just make jokes for the rest of my life. But I'm one of those guys that actually has a conscience and, and I'm willing to call this crap out. And it has not netted me, you know, a lot of accolades and a lot of favor with the powers that be. And believe it or not, I'm really okay with that because I'd rather be respected than liked. But this, um, this Oliver Anthony kid comes out of nowhere from North Carolina, I think he's from. And um, I saw Jason Howerton, who used to be at the Blaze. I saw his tweet, and then I saw Tyler Carden, who was the CEO of the Blaze. I saw him tweet this Oliver Anthony kid's song. I'm calling him a kid. Everybody's a kid to me these days, I think. Um, and he's singing this song, which I thought was genius, uh, rich men north of richmond and it's just kind of bluegrassy hardcore he's plucking on this dobro and he's shouting out these lyrics um and the thing blew up i, I and you know it exploded and i shared it numerous times i'm i'm a fan i think what this guy's doing at least at this stage in the game is great i think i like the song it resonated with me i understand see the thing about music is people say well there's this wrong with this lyric and i'll shut up i hey, listen you can hear somebody's heart and soul in good music 
uh, it's not about writing, you know, some haiku or some onomatopoeia so that you can judge it in Elizabethan poetry class or whatever the hell you do. You can feel this kid's heart. And so, I, you know, my first response, I texted Jason Howerton. I texted some others. You know, John Rich said he's willing to produce this guy's album. And uh, various other friends that are involved with this guy now, I've talked to them. And I said, I hope he's ready for what's coming his way, both the good and the bad, because kudos to him on the success. Going viral, when it hits you, it's like winning the lottery. You, you don't necessarily know what to do with it. I said back in 2015 when my stuff started going viral that I felt like the easiest way to describe it was I, somebody threw open the front door to my house and just started rummaging through my underwear drawer because they immediately want to find out everything about you. They judge you. They, you know, you, you're, just, you're just cast out there on the altar. So I hope this guy's ready for what's coming his way. And I think he's got some support around him. And uh, I don't need to play the, well, there's no need to play the video again. But the reason I tie this in after the Dennis Prager comment is because he makes a statement in there. And I tweeted this out. One of the, I think it's a great lyric. It's pretty creative. He says, I wish politicians cared about minors, m- not minors on an island somewhere. And again, he's talking about, it, it's amazing to me, again, with the outrage, how many people now, particularly on my Twitter, which if you're not following, it's at Watch Chad, X, whatever it's called now, are saying this is a pro-pedophilia song. Dude, the stretch and the reach, the mental gymnastics that you got to do to get to that point. And I mean, that's because, again, the progressive left always has to spin a narrative. They have to latch on to something that they don't like, and they have to find a way to twist it in their sick fucking minds to make it something that it just absolutely is not. <sighs> These are the people why I reserve the right to use the F word every now and then. This is why, because it just pisses me off so much that these people are that imbecilic. They're saying, is he saying that they're not interested in pursuing pedophiles like, you know, on Epstein's island? He's he's saying I had I had certain uh, conservative and even faith based influencers that reached out to me over the weekend. And I won't name their names. And they said, explain that line to me. I'm having a hard time understanding what he's meaning by that. And when I explained it, they said, oh, well, we're stupid. And I was like, well, I'm not going to say that publicly. But um, what he's saying is they pay attention to it because they were involved in it. They were involved in the trafficking, things like Epstein's Island. They were the ones that we know deep in our hearts. They're the ones who protect it. If they're not protecting it, then why don't we know who's on the damn list? So we, they, they, it's like they, they're concerned about it because, and then there, various people are going, why would he be saying politicians care about it? They're not doing any investigating. That's his point. That's the whole damn point. Then I've had other people who want to fake the outrage and say, see, he talks about working for bullshit pay. That's why we got to raise the minimum wage. <laughs> like you guys will really grasp at anything. You know, it's funny. Point. It kind of reminds me of uh, how Kurt Cobain got driven insane because people were always reading weird things into yeah. his lyrics. Like, that's exactly what's going to happen to this guy. People are going to twist every little word he wrote one way or the other. And it's funny because mm-hmm. when I listened to it, it reminded me of like an anti-Vietnam War song from it's like the mid-60s. Song. It's what we were talking about with Mike and Bassiani on the show last week. It's yeah. a protest song. Yeah. And he pops off with this thing. And it's, it's just a backwoods way of communicating angst 
and plucking a dobro on the edge of the woods while the dogs are sleeping at your feet. I mean, it's really, you guys, the philosophy, the fake philosophy that goes into trying to deduct using some kind of syllogism to figure this thing out blows my mind. And it's like, no, if you're, this is a pro pedophile song, you guys are idiots. I mean, you guys are absolute idiots to say anything like that. So I wish him the best. I've listened to a couple of his songs now. I mean, I'm not adding a ton of it to my playlist because it just kind of, I mean. He's raw. I mean, he's recording things on an iPhone. Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, yeah. he said that song was the first one he didn't do on an iPhone. Yeah. And I, I can appreciate <clears throat> where he's coming from. Uh, I did add the song to one of my main playlists. I like it. He's got a couple of he's got a couple of songs out there that I'm like, damn, he dishes it out. If you dig back, he's got some stuff where he goes he goes after both sides. Yeah. I think he goes after both sides in this. When he says rich men north of Richmond, he's talking about every politician in Washington, DC. Yep. And that, you know what? Not just the men, the women too. Okay. <laughs> Since we're reading and the into they's, it. the they's and the thems. Let's not forget them. It's the they's and the thems. But, but yeah, Rolling Stone went after it. Of course, yep. Rolling Stone also went after Sound of Freedom, a bunch of pedo groomers. Uh, Rolling Stone says that the song is not popular with conservatives because of the struggle and frustration that everyday Americans encounter in a deteriorating United States. Instead, he contends that the, a, a look at the lyrics may suggest another reason why Richmond, north of Richmond, is appealing to right-wing influencers. Anthony rails against high taxes and the value of the dollar, but also wades into some Reagan-era talking points about welfare. Says um, the writer's also taken aback by the lyrics condemning convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein and child sex trafficking. Quote, the real head-turner, though, is an apparent allusion to Jeffrey Epstein's Caribbean island where the billionaire and convicted sex offender allegedly introduced underage girls to powerful associates. He also talks about human trafficking. Um, anyway... Blah, 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 blah. They go, there's, you know, again, turn the blind eye and, and try to burn down something that doesn't exist in that regard. So, I. Well, like to your point, Chad, it's funny that like we can't, we've become so polarized. We can't just appreciate good art. Like it's just a good outrage song. Like if, if someone, if someone, if Da Vinci made the the statue of David now, we'd have people showing up being like, this is right wing art. He's clearly trying to push. Are. Look how yeah, toxic that is. Yeah, they're pushing the patriarchy. This is disgusting. Yeah, look at look how big his look how big his hands and his feet are. Yeah, they'd show up at the Sistine Chapel, being like, "Well, this is clearly liberal bullshit." <laughs> uh, no, you're you're absolutely right. Um, and that's that's. I listen. I said to somebody over the weekend. I said, "You know what, Tyler Childers' song uh, in your love." It's a great freaking song. Yeah. It's a great freaking song, regardless yeah. of what he puts in the video. Um, it's a great freaking song. I like the song. I, you know what? Go back and listen to Bob Dylan's The Hurricane. It's one of my favorite Bob Dylan songs. Go back and listen to The Hurricane. Mm-hmm. No way you could put that out now. Nope. Even though, even though it's a song advocating for the injustices done to a black boxer, just the words that he uses in the thing, can never, you can never do that these days. Ah, I need some cereal. I need to eat a bowl of cereal. I don't have enough carbs in my life. Oh, that's right. Magic Spoon. You don't have to worry about the carbs. Magic Spoon is a cereal that tastes like your childhood favorites, but it's got more protein and less sugar. So I want you to go get the variety pack. That's right. There's four flavors in the variety pack. They got cocoa. They got the fruity. They got the frosted. They got the peanut butter. Zero grams of sugar. 
13 to 14 grams of protein, 4 to 5 net grams of carbs, only 140 caliber, calories, <laughs> calibers, I'm still on barrel, buddy, only 140 calories of, uh, um, per serving, high protein, no sugar, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and guess what? It's freaking good. I tried the peanut butter. I was like, I'm not going to like the peanut butter. It's going to be too rich. It's incredible how good this stuff is. Delicious, crunchy. You got to get some Magic Spoon. Grab the variety pack today. Use promo code CHAD. I spell it CHAD. It'll save you $5 off your order. And uh, Magic Spoon's so confident in their product, it's backed by 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So get your next delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash CHAD. Use promo code CHAD. Save five bucks. And uh, I want to say thank you, Magic Spoon, for trusting us to partner with your brand. We'll be right back. All right, yeah. La Jolla, come out, hang out. There's people, you know, there's some folks that are driving a long way to come to those shows this weekend in La Jolla. Um, I haven't been, I have not been to California to do a show since February of 2020. Then COVID shut the world down. And, um, so this will be the first one back. I had some that wanted to do them, but then they wanted vaccine passports. And I said, no, nope, we're not doing that. Not doing that. Um, my gosh, dude, there's so much stuff here. Let's play, uh, play clip. How long is clip number four? Real quick. Ask her, play it. Let her rip. Get Turns out thing. that she was given some type of a secret leave so she could leave, start her job on February 1st as the chief of police. Uh, and not retire from the Capitol Police for months later. Oh, so you should get the benefits. Yeah, think about that. Yeah. It appears to be against departmental policy. You know, and nobody no, allegedly the, was told. What you're saying is that the head of intelligence for the Capitol Police, which demonstrably didn't have the intelligence it needed to protect the building, that person was first elevated to acting chief of Capitol Police and then given a very high-paying job right across from Nancy Pelosi's district at the University of California, Berkeley. That is correct. And I will say this. So that looks like a reward to me. Well, I do know that the unit had significant intelligence. And I know many people within the unit were pushing that intelligence up to the, to the leadership of the unit. So I do, I do know that. Many of them became whistleblowers, and many of them were punished and forced to resign. Yep. This looks like a scam. I mean, it's just, just saying. It just gets more convoluted. You know, I, I do. I feel so bad for the men and women in the police department, what they went through. I feel so bad for the intelligence analysts and what they went through. Many of them, you know, it was, it was really, really bad. I feel bad for the officials that were either demoted, forced to resign over this, um, uh, forced to retire early. Um, there's a lot of people that need someone. I think an outside entity um, uh, needs to come in and do some investigation. You know, yeah, that definitely needs to be an outside entity. Um, in fact, at, at this stage in the game, pretty much everything that's happening in society needs to be investigated by an outside entity. <laughs> Something independent. I, I mean, for instance, for instance, this whole, you, 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 your child says that they're transgender. You know what? Wait till they're 18 years of age, and then they should be counseled by somebody who's not part of the LGBTQ agenda. Does that make sense? Like somebody that's an unbiased, yeah, doesn't have doesn't have part of the platform going for you. Same thing with this January sixth stuff. Although, is it possible to I find someone unbiased? I don't think there is anymore. 
I mean, I, I spoke at an event in Amarillo. There was a gentleman there. We're going to get him on the show. They came and, I mean, pushed the tank through his front door back in February of this year because he was there at the Capitol January 6th. February of this year, 2023. They come and go after him. Now, they're putting him on trial, wanting to do a whole thing. It's a debacle, dude. And then the J6, the January 6th committee, the Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, they destroyed the freaking files. It's funny how that always happens in these high-profile investigations when they accidentally delete the files or their phones get wiped mysteriously. Yeah. It's funny how that keeps happening. But it happens. And we're supposed to say, yeah, sure, trust the government, trust the DOJ. They're going to get to the bottom of it. Everybody's going to get a fair shake. I mean, look at Jacob Chansley. Wasn't that his name? Jacob Chansley, the shaman. They put him in jail. Oh, and then the footage comes out. Tucker Carlson shows it, and they're like, oh, they're giving him an escorted little tour around here. He didn't push his way in. He didn't commit any violence towards anybody. In fact, he wanted to pray with everybody. And they're like, oh, shit, let's let him out. Let's get him out of jail. Um, but then, but then, oh, it was an insurrection. Do you notice, again, they ne- that's an old word. Like, they literally manufactured the phrase insurrection. This idea that, that Trump, who's, they're probably about to do a deal in Georgia, you know, with Trump for election interference and all this kind of stuff. I mean, at this stage in the game, they're going to indict Trump for assassinating Lincoln. Um, they, they, <laughs> you know, inciting a, an insurrection, I, I, I couldn't certify the election results. Yeah, you can. It's a push of a button on a computer. They weren't in there sitting there with, with the ballots. They weren't sitting there on 130 million ballots underneath Mike Pence's chair uh, there on the floor of Congress. <sighs> the, the, again, the mental gymnastics that people have to go through to this stuff. Um, but don't worry, don't worry. Um, the southern border, wide open. Uh, you got illegals all over the country that you're going to be forced to put them in your house. You're going to be forced to put them in your hotels. Uh, any spare space you got, we're going to be housing illegals. We're going to make sure that your tax dollars are funding them, feeding them, putting them up, making them comfortable. Um, but yet you got people who, you know, again, happen to be pissing on a tree out in, you know, a quarter mile from the... <laughs> from the Capitol building, they're going to put them in solitary confinement. That's, that's the justice system we have here in America today. Uh, oh, play clip number five, please. Let's, let's, let's enjoy some more of America right here. Play clip five. Oh, anybody want to go shopping at Nordstrom? There, there they go. Just take whatever you want to take. Just, I mean, just grab some stuff. Just <laughs> absolutely abject lawless society. Either you stop nonsense like that or society stops. It, it's a downward spiral. You, you will not have a society that's worth a damn, worth a shit, worth a squirt of piss if you don't stop stuff like this. And it's happening more and more. And you just let them get away with it. Just let them get away with it. Um, mm, ah, I know that mall, too. I've been to that mall many times in Topanga. That's a very nice area. It's a very nice area. I've been yeah. there. Uh, you're right. 
Um, and uh, gosh, I, I guess it's just to me, I get silenced by it. I, I am disquieted in my soul over the injustices. You know, if, if I'm the president of the United States, then Maui catches on fire. A thousand people are missing. My first priority. That is, that's my priority. I am going to make sure that the American people know that I hear them, that I speak for them, that I'm going to support them. We're going to be there. I mean, is, I'm going to have a press conference. We're going to sit there and make them know that they're being heard. You know, George W. Bush, for whatever you think of George W. Bush, at least their PR campaign on 9-11, the day after when he says, you know, the men have knocked these buildings down. We're going to hear from us pretty soon. At least whether he was in on it or not, the PR campaign knew how to at least make him sound like he gave a damn. And it's the last time it worked. That yeah. actually rallied people. They rallied people. Now, now Joe Biden, they're like, ah, screw it. It doesn't work. Yeah. No, we don't have to make it work. They're going to vote for you anyway. They're going to fight for you. They're going to defend you. You know, I had some pinhead butt munching ass. I'll stop. On my Instagram, when I posted that clip this morning where he's like, oh, I don't know if you noticed this, but just last week, Joe Biden, he came out and said something about it. Well, keep saying something about it, Joe. Keep talking about it. Keep talking about it. Don't shut up. Show your support. Be the president, man. But they don't care about the American people anymore. All they care about is making sure that the algorithm is tuned high enough that they get reelected so that their cabal leaders who are controlling the puppet strings stay happy and the money and the power keeps on flowing. That's all they give a damn about. They don't care if Maui's on fire. They don't care if any other state any other city in America is on fire. Look at that Nordstrom. Look at that mall. They're just carting shit out of there. Nobody's coming after them. There's not going to be any consequences for stuff like that. Look at what's going on in this country. And then a kid steps out in North Carolina and sings a song about how he's pissed off about injustices in America. And everybody's like, that's a pro-pedophile song. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Our value system is so screwed up. And then a guy like me gets on here and says, you know what? We need to change our way of thinking. Well, all you conservatives do is bitch about stuff. That's because nothing ever gets done. Yeah, we bitch about it because we're sick to death of it. I'm sick to death of seeing a bunch of people. You look like you threw a bunch of fucking bananas out there in front of a bunch of chimpanzees. And they're out there just scraping them up and fighting each other to get out the door with your free shit. Yeah, it pisses me off. Ha! Deep breath. Hey, did you know that your temperature uh, at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? Uh, if you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulated bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night. Self cooling properties for better quality sleep using silver infused fabrics inspired by NASA. These sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. So I want you to go to trymiracle.com slash Chad, trymiracle.com slash Chad, 
And uh, check these sheets out, man. I spend so much time in hotels. When I'm at home, I want to make sure I'm sleeping in quality, quality comfort. So try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. If you use the promo code CHAD, I spell it chat at checkout, you'll get three free towels and you'll save an extra 20%. That's a great deal. Uh, Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't a 1,000% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Claim your free three-piece towel set. Save over 40% off. Again, trymiracle.com slash Chad and treat yourself. And uh, once again, they're a new sponsor, and I'm thankful that they're a part of what we do here at the Chad Prather Show. We'll be right back. I've been doing that Tiffany Gomez uh, voice for weeks now. That's the girl that, you know, was talking about getting off, the, got off the plane. And she came out with an apology video. Was it yesterday or Saturday? But uh, I think it was Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, Tiffany Gomez, we finally found out who it is. She's a marketing person. Yep. And uh, I don't know if she's an executive or whatever, but she's a marketing person. She came out with her apology video. And I was like, what are you apologizing about, girl? It is the funniest contrived apology for like she didn't do anything i mean i guess she did something a little wrong but well, like she had an episode on airplane for her language and and then she's apologizing because she's like y'all yeah let that plane leave because <laughs> <laughs> there's other video of once she's off the plane like i don't care about my shit yeah yeah she had one hell of an episode she i mean it, but the thing is on the apology thing and i've reached out to tiffany she's here in the dfw area I want you on this show. CJ wants to be your best friend. Um, CJ doesn't have a lot of standards when it comes to picking besties. I mean, she's just like, I love this girl. I love this girl. That's all the standards CJ needs. I just love you. And so um, I reached out to her. I'd love for her to come on the show because I want to know, what did you see? What did you see? What happened? You know? Because she never says that in the apology thing. Like, what gummies were you taking? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm about 98% sure at this point she probably had an Ambien to get yeah. through a flight, maybe had a cocktail because she doesn't like flying. And I think she probably saw some weird shit. She probably hallucinated <laughs> a little. I yeah. really don't doubt that. I mean, if you've ever taken an Ambien yeah. and you didn't go to sleep. Yeah, you start dreaming while you're awake. Yeah, there's a lot of gumbies walking around. Yeah, it's, you'll see some weird shit. So, um, and then, uh, but anyway, I'd love to talk to her and, and stupid Alex Stein will get her before we do because he has no conscience. Um, well, if we get her, we tape first, we tape first. Yeah. We're going to break that deal. Uh, then Skittles put the, uh, trans black lives matter on their candy bag. I guess I tweeted it out. I put it out and everybody's like, Oh, you're losing your mind over a candy bag. Yeah. I'm just going to call it all out at this point. I mean, if you're going to keep putting this stupid crap out there, and you, you, I mean, you're going to get the Bud Light treatment. I mean, I don't eat Skittles. What's funny is they got black trans lives matter, and if you open the bag, all the Skittles are white. Oh, it's the most ironic marketing ever because they've done the white Skittles before, <laughs> but the last time they did it, it was just a white bag. Yeah. And this time they're like, well, well, we can't just have it white. Let's throw 
let's throw some childish propaganda on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Skittles to find out about racial equality. Yeah, that's where I turn to is my yeah, uh, Every candy. bag I open, I count exactly how many red, yellow, orange, green, and, yeah. and whatever color they're putting in their Skittles. Because I want an exact ratio that's equity. <laughs> you know, we need equity in Skittles colors. I mean, we've already been tasting the rainbow. That's pride enough. I thought that, yeah, their packaging is literally the rainbow. Yeah, I thought we were okay with all of that stuff. Yeah. Then you have, um, in other news you can't make up, you got that autistic girl in the UK that got arrested for uh, saying the police officer looked like a lesbian. Looked like her lesbian nana. Hold on, I I got the picture of her too. Well, she does. Can we? Yeah, ob- objectively speaking, yeah. we don't have Kayla here to confirm this, but is objectively that- <laughs> speaking, that woman is a very butch-looking lesbian. Did you just throw K- uh, Kayla under the bus? Well, she would have been our subject matter expert. To Kayla confirm would know it. if that's a lesbian. Yeah, and I'm, I would bet a hundred dollars it's a lesbian. I'd bet more than that. Yeah, I, I don't mean, think I can ever go to that country now. I'm gonna get kicked out from my YouTube yeah. channel at this point. But it ought to concern you guys out there that. Um, that you're getting arrested for speech. I mean, it's an autistic child who said, you look like my lesbian nana. Yeah, it wasn't even an insult. That's what's so funny. She just, it looked like a family member. Yeah, somebody in the fam. It wasn't like one of us being like, hey, that's a raging bull dyke out there that looks, that's, <laughs> you that's Megan the Rapino, bitch. Yeah. Nobody said that. <laughs> oh, my Lord, have mercy. That's the world we're living in. Okay. Uh, guys, I don't know if you felt it, but the seismic shift in the legal system, an oppressive legal precedent in place since 1971, was recently overturned by the Supreme Court. The Americans who benefit the most are people of faith, so we need to get the word out. It happened because high school coach Joe Kennedy used to take a knee in prayer on the field after games until um, praying in public got him fired. But now the legal precedent that got him fired is gone to celebrate the victory. My friends over at First Liberty Institute created the First Freedom Challenge. Now, we want people to fill local stadiums and pray after the game, just like Coach Kennedy on his first game back Friday, September 1st. Now, here are three things you could do to promote the First Freedom Challenge. One, sign up at RFIA.org. Commit to praying on September 1st. Two, record a short video message challenging people to take a knee in prayer with Coach Kennedy. Three, share your video on social Social media. Let the world know that the freedoms intended by our founding fathers are back. So join me and take the first freedom challenge. Sign up at R-F-I-A, R-F-I-A dot org, and we'll be right back. All right, there's tons of stuff we could have gotten in today, but I, I just had to, you know, get my outrage going. I, uh... We'll be here tomorrow. It'll be, Tuesday will be Monday's hangover. How about that? Okay. Uh, next week will be interesting. I'm actually going to be in Nashville for the last two weeks of the month. So we're going to be taping from Jason Whitlock's studio. I think Monday's episode will still be from here. But then the last two weeks of the month, we'll be uh, there in Nashville taping from Whitlock's. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> technology, man. Satan lives in the technology. So we'll see how it goes. But um we're going to be there. Uh, we're recording brand new album and uh, with based records. And so I'm looking forward to what we got there. We got uh, six original songs coming out that are just really, really cool. And I think you're going to love them. And uh, we even have a Christmas song on this album. Pretty cool little Christmas song that I think everybody's going to love. You, you guys can help me go viral like Oliver Anthony. I think that'll be that that'd be great for the bottom line and it'll pay for the production cost in Nashville. 
Uh, hope you guys have a great evening. I love you guys so much. And don't forget, go to watchchad.com. That's where all the fun stuff is. Do a little shopping over there. Um, check out the tour schedule. We got places coming up. Got Kansas City. I'm going to be in um, up in uh, Wyoming. Going to be in South Dakota. We got tons of stuff coming. So uh, check it out. And don't forget, I'll be in La Jolla at the uh, Comedy Store this weekend. Three nights, five shows. I'd love to see you out there. Uh, I'd like to find some of my people out there. You know what I'm talking about? And then uh, if you're not a subscriber to Blaze TV, go to blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad and uh, save on an annual subscription and be a part of the Blaze family. Until tomorrow, know that we love you. God bless you, and we will see you then. Bye.